0: Welcome to the SoulWorks Podcast, a place where we explore self-care strategies that lead us to our well-being and highest self. I'm your host, Adecha Kohl. Hi everyone, thank you so much for joining us. I have another special episode today. I'm here with Dahlia Rose. Dahlia is a multi-centered, subtle energy healer facilitator with a background in psychology and crisis counseling who incorporates shamanic practices, sound healing, Reiki, crystal healing, and divine guidance in support of others for their personal growth and self-healing. She partners with individuals so that they move forward in power and purpose. This is going to be just an amazing um, episode. I I love Reiki. I love energy healing, and um, for some of you who are familiar with it, you will definitely, definitely enjoy this. And if you're if you've never heard of energy healing, um, you know, come with an open mind. Uh, you will learn a lot, and uh, trust me, you will not be disappointed. So, um, just you know. Stay open and try to follow along. If you have any questions, I am definitely here to answer as much as I can. And um, it would it would be it would be an amazing episode. So, uh, Dahlia, I want to thank you so much for being here with us. Welcome to Works Podcast. Thank
1: you Before- so much, Ade.
0: Thank you. Before we jump into any
1: questions, I'm going to ask you
0: what your morning routine
1: looks like. So I loved that question. Um, So for me, my morning routine is, it can be all over the place. Uh, Routine and structure has its place in my life, but um, the way that we start our day is so impactful And so I always try to check in with myself. Meditation comes um, throughout the day, especially on days when I have uh, healing sessions because it's imperative that I be able to get into that meditative space to be able to support others. Um, But is it always first thing in the morning to be completely and open, honest? No, it's not. When I first started my journey, it was important to have it at the same time every day. And when I coach others through the meditative process, I make those kinds of recommendations because it, it is about getting connected first, finding that reason why you want to be in meditation and getting into that habit. But my morning routine is an assessment of where I need strength for the day. And sometimes that is, you know, I spent all night uh, lucid dreaming and tapping into just different energies and different dimensions. And so I'm exhausted already. <laughs> and then other times it is get up, have tea and do what I can before I am overwhelmed with love from my two boys. Mm.
0: That's so beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing it with us. Mm-hmm. Um so Dalia, you um do different kinds of energy healing.
1: Yes, um, ma'am.
0: How did that Just how did that unfold in your life? How did that start?
1: I always get the uh so were you born like this question and and <laughs> I have to say it's I want so much to say like, oh yeah, it was it was totally mystical from day one. And it wasn't. Um, so I've always been strange. And that was one thing that my mother said to me when I came out of the metaphysical closet. She was like, yeah, I knew you were always a little strange. Um, my journey with healing arts, crystals, energy work, different things like that actually began out of a very challenging marriage. I mean, I got into a situation where I didn't know who I was and he didn't know who he was, if if we're completely open and honest about everything. So two people who didn't know who they were decided to get married because it seemed like a good idea. And, um, you know, when you don't know who you are, Living with somebody will show you who you are. <laughs> so um, uh, we, we began our marriage and, you know, of course things went left. And I began that search for myself because as I poured into that marriage, I moved further and further away from myself. I lost a lot uh, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, And and in spite of it being sort of a Christian-based marriage where we were going to church, um, you know, you can't lose one part of yourself without the other. So all that to say, um, my marriage is sort of what directed me down the healing arts, crystal connection path. And so about, I want to say a year and a half, Maybe two years into my marriage, I met my first mentor through um a meetup group, and she was amazing now, when I first walked into her house, I was like, "Listen, I'm not drinking anything here." don't give me anything. I don't know if this is a cult. Like (laughs) I'm just going to watch what happens. I was very on edge. Um, And then we went through this beautiful guided meditation for past life regression. I had no idea what that was, but I came out of the experience completely changed. And from that point forward, I believed in more. And I started getting all these insights, even while sitting in a Christian church where the preaching was doom and gloom, but with a little bit of inspirational pizzazz, um, you know, I, I was having all these opening moments where I would read something in the text and more would come forward than any, any other time in my life. And so, um, doing meditation with my mentor for a few years. And then she introduced me to a crystal seer. And I was like, oh my goodness, what do you mean he talks to crystals? What is this about? And I just thought, I mean, they're rocks. I don't understand why they're so moving or powerful for people. And after I met this gentleman and he took us all through this uh, crystal experience in meditation, I, I was hooked. And so from that point forward, it was, how do I connect? What can I get? What classes do I take? And the beautiful thing was, like I said, this journey began with not knowing who I was. And every class that I took, every experience that I had always led back to me and, and going deeper within. And so that's really what started this journey for me. It was how do I work on myself and then everything that anyone had ever told me about what I was supposed to be doing as far as teaching and healing work, all of my desires to be able to help people because I knew from day one beyond my spiritual path that I wanted to help people, I wanted to serve people, When I was about 10 years old, I said, you know, when people sit with me or come to talk with me, I want them to leave feeling better than when they sat down and not from any sort of inauthentic place. But at the time that I said that, I thought it meant absorbing or taking on their pain or what have you. Quickly, I learned that that's not necessarily possible, but we can support in other ways. And so then, when I was given these healing tools—meditation, crystals, Reiki—in that order, um, my life completely changed, and it in and I could not live without Reiki in all facets of facets of my life, as well as helping others. So that's that's kind of the the grab bag nutshell version.
0: <laughs> wow! Wow! So. Um, So I'm assuming you grew up as a Christian.
1: I did. I actually grew up Catholic, Um, so deeply entrenched in ritual. And I was thinking about it the other day. I was like, you know, soul, (laughs) conversation Mm -hmm. with self, soul. Why did we choose that? That just seems so counterintuitive to what I Mm -hmm. do now. And the, the beautiful thing that came forward was, Catholicism, Christianity, for what they are worth, they gave me this undying faith and love in God, Creator, the universe, a greater existence than myself. And mm-hmm. no matter what modalities I learn or, or what adventures I take in terms of my beliefs, I always come back to that. I know I'm connected to the source of all and loved and cared for. So, Mm -hmm. and those religions gave that to me. Now, was it fear based in the beginning? Absolutely. (laughs) Whenever Mm -hmm. I got in trouble as a Catholic, I was like, Oh God, I'm going to, I'm God's going to punish me. That's, that's the end of this. But, um, you know, we grow in maturity and uh, that may not have been everybody's religious experience, but, um, you know, now I have, like I said, this deep faith, I love ritual, I love connecting with God in different ways, and uh, the places that I worshipped enabled me to see various options of that, so.
0: Mm, Yeah, yeah, because um, even for me, I, you know, um, I grew up Christian, Orthodox Christian, and Mm. um, it, when, you know, um kind of like your story after i went for me it's like after i went through my divorce is when a lot of you know the awakenings happened and um that's when i started meditating and um at first i was kind of afraid because you know I, all of my life um i was told that anything that's different from what I've been told as a religious practice is not right, you know? So it was kind of challenging for me to open my mind and open my heart to see, okay, what other ways are there to connect to the divine? And actually, yeah, so actually when I started to meditate and when I started to understand that, Uh, I am part of nature and um, it is okay to use crystals and Mm -hmm. it is possible, you know, to feel a greater connection to God. And um, when I let go of that fear and I just allowed myself to be open, that's when my relationship with God actually, for the first time ever, became personal.
1: Right. 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 Yeah. Not just this sort of like father figure that's waiting for you to mess up something and tell you how how wrong you were. It's like, no, God is truly love. And you get to experience that openness, like you said, after, it, exactly. after you learn. Um, I thought I came up with this quote myself, but I've heard it many times. So I won't take credit for, us, for it. But uh, that quote of prayer is talking to God and meditation is listening, mm-hmm. and I just I ran with that. I was like, you know, mm-hmm. I spend a lot of I spent a lot of time just asking, just yak 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 yak, right? Like God, here's my problems, <laughs> and yes. then to turn around and be like, wait, you actually could guide me through. Like I could I would complain less if I listened.
0: <laughs> so. That is so true. Yes, absolutely. There is a reason why we have two ears and one mouth. Yes. <laughs>
1: That's what I was. Doing. That's another great saying. <laughs>
0: right. Yes. So you practice different kinds of energy
1: healings.
0: Um, yes, we, what are they? Can you wow. give us
1: details? The list. Um, so to qualify this, uh, when I stepped into this sort of meditation and crystal world, I wanted to know everything. So I took classes in uh, mediumship. I took classes in reading auras. There was a lot I I explored and didn't get certifications in, but those um, allowed me to understand my experience and to learn techniques that now serve so as I rattle off the list, it's it's I'm qualifying that to say, like I just I was like filling my shopping cart with <laughs> with healing modalities because I was told that I was supposed to be a healer and I didn't know what that looked like, so I was like, well, somebody's gonna show me. <laughs> so I practice. I'm the first energy healing modality I actually learned was called Solaris Energy Healing Technique, and so in the midst of my Learning, learning about crystals, which is still energy healing, depending on um, the practices, like the ways in which you use crystals. Some people use them as you know decorative focus, and even that intention has an energy behind it. Where others, it's it's crystal grids where they're placing them in certain shapes and forms, and so on and so forth. So, all that to say, crystals definitely energetic work, but Solaris energy healing technique um is one that was the first one that I learned. Then uh Reiki. Then I got all of these angel attunements and I want to qualify that by saying angels love all of us and you don't need an attunement to talk to them. But I felt like I needed back then. <laughs> so so I went and did it. Um so various angel healing attunements that allow me or you know others to connect with them in deeper ways or in alternative ways that allow for energy work to take place. Uh, The Archangel Raphael healing treatment is like an emotionally based healing treatment. Um, And then there is, uh, so with the Reiki system, I am trained in four different modalities of Reiki. Now, if you start Googling, what is Reiki? Reiki is universal life force energy healing. And from its creation, there are thousands of subsets of Reiki. So um, with the four that I'm trained in, there's Usui Reiki, which was supposed to be sort of the original Reiki practice. And within the teachings of Usui Reiki, um, there has even been speculation that this was the healing modality that Jesus did and Buddha but it was not called Reiki back then. It was not called Reiki until Dr. Makao Usui found it. But again, speculation. Um because we can't interview Dr. Makao Usui. <laughs> <laughs> so um all that to say, uh Usui Reiki, Karuna Reiki, Litarian Reiki, and Sakem Sakim Reiki are the four Reiki healing modalities. That I was trained in. I do have crystal Reiki under my belt. It's not one that I like to really advertise because it gives the illusion that if you don't have it, you can't work with crystals in a certain way. And I just think that's hogwash. So um, I honor the other four modalities as my teachers taught them to me with Usui being more Eastern philosophy, Karuna having sort of a a Hawaiian uh um Huna vibe to it. The Sakem Sakim uh being more Egyptian based and the Litarian being this sort of universal all-encompassing Reiki practice. So I spent a number of years as a Reiki practitioner and then I found Pranashakti healing which was the most recent of the modalities that I've sort of taken under my belt and put into my porridge of healing techniques. And um, that came to me uh, last year. And so Pranashakti is a where Reiki and other healing modalities tap into certain dimensions, certain energy frequencies. Prana Shakti taps into all dimensions and all energy frequencies at one time. So it allows for this uh, an, a potency that I haven't experienced with anything else. And then along with those uh, certifications, I've gone out and had mentors, um, two shamans, Azure Windwalker in Roanoke and um, Shaman Manin. Actually, she's out in... Uh, like the Dale city Manassas area of Virginia. I They both, I've both worked with them and they've come to my store and taught different shamanic techniques. Um, I worked one-on-one. Shaman Manine is a um, a Peruvian shaman. And so I've sort of mentored under her for the last, I'd say about two or three years, just discovering different techniques. I mean, the things that the energy healing techniques and understandings that have come out of Peru and the Andes, they're phenomenal. Um, and what I like about working with her is she really brings you back to connecting with the earth. So um, what I like to do with all these energy healing modalities, so Reiki, Pranashakti, the shamanic work, um, even the sound healing with singing bowls, drums, rattles, I like to open up energetically to whatever the person I'm working on needs in the moment. And so uh, that's what I am focused on. And with no grandiose promises, you know, it is whatever experience an individual can be ready for or that they're open to if they just want to have a, a great one- hour nap with me while I'm chanting and waving my hands <laughs> then that's what it'll be um, which I think allows for the purity of the work to come through but everything everything is energy based this podcast that we're doing is energy based you know a, a day you' you've brought a beautiful energy to the to your listeners that comes through in in, in our voices and in our sounds that's all I'm doing in a session with the intention that is brought forward by, um, by the, by the client. So I think I well, answered your question.
0: <laughs> yeah, you did. So for those of you listening who don't know, uh, you know, how these healings work, uh, we're going to get to that, but, um, First, Dalia, I want to ask you, so um, how do they help people like these different kinds of healing modalities? um, Do they like, is there specific ones for specific reasons? Um, How do they help people?
1: Beautiful question. Um, There are just as a general approach to how they help people you will find that some claim to work better with some aspects of the human experience. They work better with those than others, if that makes sense. Um, generally speaking, in terms of Reiki and some of the practices that I work with uh, in terms of energy healing, our goal is to get you as relaxed as possible through Breath work through light guidance, through music, through ambiance, and really get the physical body relaxed so that the energy centers and um, the spiritual aspects can be addressed. So, for every physical issue we have, there was a spiritual tie, there was an original element that came forward and. In that element's attempts to get your attention, you may have dismissed it. You may have noticed that um, something was sort of calling your attention in one direction or another, and you were just like, oh, you know, I don't have time for that, so you ignore it. Well, when we ignore that spiritual ping, then it has to go, okay, well, how, how? what do I need to do? How do I need to manifest in order to get my person's attention? and so that's when you start to see uh, the physical body sort of respond so you might have twinges of back pain and and then it manifests even further where you start to feel muscle pain in that area too and then it ends up you know your back locks up and now you're you're stuck at home nursing a bad back and sort of Stuck with yourself, <laughs> and and all the time you said you didn't have, you now have, and so um, you have an opportunity to heal. And that's the way that these modalities help is that they try to address the original issue. Um, even you know if the original issue took back uh, took place years and years ago in that relaxed state we can accomplish more through visualizations or information that comes forward because when we become aware of that original wound we can either work forwards or backwards so we can go back to let's say you know this was um a wound caused by a family member so you might start to with these energy healing modi- modalities you might go back and look and see how that family member hurt you. And then while you're in this sort of relaxed state, you may be shown something. Like I was um, working with a client the other day and uh, she had challenges with her mom. And during the healing session, she got to see her mom in like sort of a, a dreamy vision state. And rather than the discord and the challenges that they have, they were hugging. And so the energy allowing an image like that to come forward in her mind softened her feelings with her mom, which then allows more to come forward. Like, okay, well, what am I truly mad at? What's the lesson here? What can I extract from this challenge? Where's the gem? Once I get the gem out, once I figure out what I was supposed to grab from this situation, I might finally be able to let it go because I can see it for what it was instead of this endless cycle of pain and trauma. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So we're trying to tackle with energy healing, we're trying to tackle the foundation. First, we get you relaxed. And then some people get so relaxed, they conk out and snore, <laughs> which is fine. Um And then coming out of that session I can speak to what I do which is I try to guide the person through what was seen heard felt and that experience and have a conversation about it um rather than being sort of um dictatorial about it trying to like dictate how they receive the information um others might uh Make recommendations. I mean, you, generally speaking, you want your your energy healer to to be some sort of guide um, through whatever your experience is. But the idea is, how do they help? They try to help you resolve the original wound, and and that does so much um, on deeper levels that people just don't even realize. Because when we don't heal like again with the family member example if you don't heal from that situation you will continue to get people in your life that remind you of that person or that try to hurt you in the way that that person did because it's it's energy that's trying to resolve itself it's not about being punished it's not about You being a good person or a bad person, it is just energy that your soul was like, hey, we have lessons to learn and things to accomplish. And so this is how we got to do it.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Right. So do people know the answers uh, when they leave the session or is it something that takes time or is it kind of both? I would
1: definitely say both. I would definitely mm -hmm. say both. You know, there's so much to be gained from discovering your own answers. Now, myself as a guide or a facilitator, you know, I, I want to help without just saying, oh, here's the package and, you know, don't worry, I already unwrapped it for you. Because when you can learn to come to that realization, you may not need me the next time. And, and never do I ever want to create a dependence. I'm, I'm a part of this community to empower people and to strengthen their ability to self heal, which we were all capable of at one point in our lives. And then, you know, life and other individuals and circumstances came in that told us, no, you can't do that.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I I absolutely agree with that. I think we've all lost um, our power within us that um, is there to heal us. Yes. Um, I agree with that. Um, And just to be clear, um, so people come to you for – different reasons such as physical pain or emotional pain, or if they feel like they're stuck in a situation, right? Like different reasons.
1: Oh, absolutely. And then even Mm -hmm. spiritual advancement. So um, some individuals go through sort of an awakening experience and it's very jarring. And so they might come to me to where we can – clear some of that energy, settle it down. Um, You know, often people have, people who've never experienced anxiety, all of a sudden they start experiencing with an awakening, panic attacks and challenges of that nature, feeling anxious. And so they might come to me and we settle that energy, but also if they're looking for guidance in an experience that, that, they've never had before does that make sense so like you know oh dahlia i i saw this felt this what could that be and and that's not something where i'm like oh you know go in the woods hike and you'll figure it out (laughs) that would be something where i would say like oh well um you know in indigenous cultures it seems to reflect similarly to this kind of experience here, you should go and research this further, um, you know, to find out. And uh, I've been fortunate to have a lot of experiences. So in the spiritual aspect of things, yes, the, the physical pain, the emotional pain, um, the spiritual elements come into play too. And so uh, when we can settle energies, clear them out, that person can then continue their journey forward. Uh, some people come to me to have a spiritual experience, And so I am, uh, I've been blessed in having my center where I have a healing room designated to where um, people have said, you know, they've had these deep loving experiences. And that's, that's the spiritual key. And so, from that point forward, they they know what's possible. And so, I see people for that reason as well.
0: Mm, yeah. So, um, how do you feel when you're in a session?
1: Oh, that with- runs the gamut, <laughs> and that <laughs> runs the gamut based on my own self care. <laughs> so, um, you know, I'm I'm sure you know a day as a giver. Uh, sometimes we give too much. And I, I think we've had that mm-hmm. conversation. Um, and so what am I feeling as a part of the session? Uh, there's various layers of temperature. So I know when angels and when angelic energy is present, because I get cold, I get very cold. Um, and then the other thing that I go through in terms of feeling is I experience barometric pressure changes. So um, ear popping or pressure on one side of my face or body as it pertains to the person that I'm working on or um, the help that I'm receiving because I am human, partly, (laughs) and um, my I pray before that session and I want help. I'm asking for help from only the most loving energies possible. So your angels, your, your land spirits, your, um, your spirit guides, your highest vibration ancestors, you know, I am, I'm asking for all sorts of help and then feeling that energy, in the room as I trace my hand over a person's body to scan for energy leaks in their aura or a chakra that may be imbalanced or even, um, pain in a certain area that can be felt, um, in Reiki, they call it Hibiki. So that would be like tingling on the palms of your hands as you move over a spot or an area that has meaning. Um, but you know, I may feel different sensations that I can relate to a physical sensation. Like I've had, um, like like sort of uh, thick energy, like almost moving my hands through pudding, <laughs> which mm. like doesn't feel great. But you know, there was there was something to relate to that feeling, so I can I can scan with my hand and feel. Pressure, I can feel breeze, I can feel lightness. And then going internally, asking my intuition, okay, what are we experiencing here? And having a conversation with that person's energy field to say, oh, this is from the time when, you know, their dad walked out of the house and never came back. Or this is from that abusive relationship. Or this is from the lifetime where, you know, their head got cut off. And, and so it's a twofold kind of thing. I'm feeling physically things that are happening. So it's, it's definitely for all the spiritual that happens, there's definitely a physical experience. Tempor- temperature changes, pressure changes, and then there are auditory changes. And then, you know, my hands are going through their own experience. Now, I do find that when I am stationary, over a client, if I'm working on a particular area for an extended period of time, I will close my eyes and then go through visual changes as well. So colors will come, visions will come, um, sometimes shared visions with the clients, which I always find fascinating. I will never be so jaded that I'm like, oh yeah, of course I saw that. I am like, what? Every time surprised. <laughs> <laughs> um but there's, there's a number of changes that happen and um, I've been so fortunate to have been able to work on people for so long that I just had the most miraculous experiences, you know, seeing uh, Jesus standing next to me and being like, no way, no freaking way. <laughs> and wow. then finding out that, you know, this was possible because I was able to support this individual and it was their connection with Jesus and mine that came together in that moment that we were able to have like a visual manifestation. And I, I want to be clear, I'm I'm not saying that Jesus walked in the front door of my store, came into the healing room, and was like, okay, you know, rolled up his sleeves and got to work. But we all have access to everything that I'm talking about. It is simply an awareness. So if you want Jesus in the room with you too, all you have to do is say, hey, buddy, you know, can you come on down? Let's have a conversation and open up to receive, release expectation, and and you can have the visual as well if you're a visual person. So mm-hmm. um, those are sort of some of the, the experiences that I have. I am... Uh, what a lot of people term is an empath. And so I can also share a physical experience with the person that I'm working on. So during a session, if there is a sudden soreness or twinge of pain somewhere on my body, I know that that it's likely not mine. And so I will go to that area of the person and begin to work on them using Reiki, Prana Shakti, or even um, some of my energy healing tools like crystals or the singing bowls or even my rattle. And um, I'll work on that area, sending it as much love and energy as I can, and the pain will dissipate from them and me. So it's a lot uh, to wrap your head around. I want to be clear too that it's not a guarantee that all of those things will happen, but just looking at over the years that I've done this, those have generally been the experiences as far as physically. Um, emotionally, I can sense emotions and definitely encourage my clients to, um, to cry in the middle of a session if that's what they feel moved to do, or even if it's get angry or what have you. Um, I have only been moved to tears a couple of times and usually it was like a visual image that was just so breathtaking, overwhelming, loving. Like when when Jesus first showed up, I was like, "Hey, I need a minute." <laughs> cuz I feel so aligned with that energy. Buddha too. Um so for me, it, there's less emotion involved in the experience cuz I want to be as present for the person as possible. Because um, all energy healing is about focus, but um, yeah, that's some of my some of my physical and spiritual journey with what I feel in the room.
0: Wow, that's so beautiful. You know, um, when you were saying when you're talking about Jesus, um, when I first started to meditate, and this was probably just a few months in, mm-hmm. um, and that was like a very low point for me where I was deeply, deeply hurt. Mm-hmm. And um, I i don't remember where, but I probably read it somewhere or probably heard it from church that, um, you know, when you're praying, just call out Jesus' name. Mm-hmm. So I said, okay, maybe I'll try it in meditation. <laughs> so um, I was meditating and I sat on my bed and I actually out loud called out his name, mm. and um, I, there's nothing I expected, absolutely nothing, but all of a sudden, I, my entire body tingled and felt so cold, Ooh. and um, that pressure that you were talking about in my ears, it actually, this very loud noise that comes into your ear, mm-hmm. I felt like, you know, when you're on a plane.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: I felt that way, and I really wanted to sit there and see what was going to happen. But I felt so scared. Yeah, I felt yeah. so scared that I uh, got myself out of it.
1: You know, like, <laughs> but like you no. know, I think that's everybody's experience, right? Like if you don't know what to make of it, it's like ah, no, I'm just going to stop.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I yeah. think that
1: sometimes but- when we have these conversations. People expect the full materialized manifestation of Jesus to appear, just like back in back in the old days. I was watching um, this documentary on God f- with Morgan Freeman, mm. and uh, there were so many tales of different religions and different practices that began with the visualization of Jesus or Mary, like materializing in front of these people, and that doesn't quite happen as often <laughs> anymore. Mm-hmm and so when we have these feelings that is very much their presence and you got to experience a beautiful moment with jesus but it was just like you know okay back off a little bit jesus (laughs) Like this is new to me and i need to adjust right
0: yes because it was like you said it's so new it's something i've never felt before so um uh, yeah yeah maybe next time i'll sit (laughs) a few minutes more
1: (laughs) You know, it's it's beautiful that they don't get offended by our fear, right? Like, they're just but, like, okay, you can come back later. <laughs> poor things.
0: <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, so, you know, that's what I felt. But I'm sure different people feel different things oh, um, sure. when they're seeing you. But what are, like, the expected things, I guess, if there's even any? Uh, so if I come to your session, like, what can I expect to feel?
1: I'm glad you asked that. Um, what I tried to state in the beginning of the session is to release all expectations, because like you mentioned, everybody feels something different. And first and foremost it's best to honor whatever comes forward for you. What And there is no such thing as like a small experience to a large one. Um, and the beautiful thing is you cannot do a an energy healing session wrong. Even if it's it's with the wrong healer, um, that isn't really a thing because there may be something that you need to get from that person. So with me, um, what you can expect is deep, deep, deep levels of relaxation. So if you have been walking around tight, frustrated, um, if you have not had a lot of sleep, your body, the first thing you can expect is that your body is going to respond to what's happening. And like I said, that is deep relaxation and, and that shouldn't be minimized because like I said, that relaxation is the key to healing. The, in its deepest relaxed states, the body can do what it naturally does in self-healing. I fully believe in Western medicine up to a point but I don't think anybody was meant to be on it forever and that's where these self-healing and energy healing modalities come in so um deep 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 levels of relaxation uh when you come in for a session uh in person there is we have an amethyst biomat that it is you'll be laying on of course with a uh, cover and that it gives you, it uses infrared heat. So it heats you from the inside out and, uh, gives off negative ions, which reduce stress, anxiety, depression. It also increases blood flow. So my clients will often uh, report feeling pain release, or, um, the increased blood flow will bring blood to places that didn't have it before. So that's always fun. Uh, so you might be sore for a minute or two, but then experience, um, real deep relaxation as your body goes, Oh man, you know, I can love this part of me again. So first and foremost, experience relaxation after that. So that's like, that's stage one and some people that's all they need. Stage two would be feeling tingling sensations all over the body throughout or in focused areas. And that can be anything from energy is needed in that space to energy is being released in that space. So, um, our cells, our cellular memory, hears everything. So, if you've been misspoken to in abusive ways, if you have spoken to yourself in harmful ways, or if if your body has experienced physical trauma, your cells remember all of that. And so in a session with me, the tingling that you're experiencing can be an unlocking of all those things. And it's not to say that the body is re-traumatized because we don't do that, but we begin to have a loving conversation with the energy or with your energy field, with your body, your cells, your body, your muscles to say, listen, if you're ready, we can begin the process of letting this go. And so tingling, I've had clients talk about feeling coolness move through their body, warmth move through their body. So there's a lot of different sensations that can be experienced in a, phys- in a physical session as well as a distance session. And then um, like, I guess what would be called maybe stage three would be you start feeling in the help that I've called in. So you'll feel me standing at your head, holding your head, and then you'll feel an angel holding your feet or you'll feel, um, I have one client who, whose spirit guide always comes in and holds her side and sort of applies light pressure to do healing work on that area, no matter where I am in the room. And, So during a session, you're blindfolded, but it is only us two in the room. And you'll hear me sort of moving around the room because I'm chanting or, um, and chanting sacred texts, like, um, sacred mantra and saying various prayers. So you'll hear me or, you know, my ankles pop too. (laughs) So you'll hear me move around the room and, um, you know, you'll be like, wow, I, I hear her at my feet, but I'm feeling somebody, you know, gently touch my shoulder in a way that says everything's going to be okay. And so those are some of the physical experiences, the visuals and the emotion Um I allow for whatever you need to happen to happen. And I I try to express as much as possible. If you need to cry, cry. If you need to get angry, get angry. If you need to yell, cuss, uh, scream, or if you just need to sob, Um, I've had clients do that. And I've had the beautiful experience of having male clients just be able to shed so many tears in a non-judgmental space because they haven't been able to cry um for you know the roles that they've needed to to play in their families and then um a lot of my clients are victims of uh sexual abuse and so you know those if they need to cry or be angry or you know go through whatever Emotions that they need to go through in that moment, we open up space for that. And so, on an emotional level, it can be any spectrum of emotion. Uh, I get a lot of people too that don't like to cry. <laughs> and then in the session, they start crying and then feel some embarrassment uh, internally around that. But I do my best to reassure them that that's okay, <laughs> you know, and that they aren't being judged for anything because because I think crying is one of the strongest things we can do being that Um, vulnerable mm -hmm. and then from a mental place um sometimes memories come forward sometimes answers come forward sometimes just flashes of faces or pictures um can kind of come up in the mind and there are reasons for that so You can have a very passive session where the subconscious mind just comes to have a conversation with you symbolically through colors or, like I said, through memories. Or you can have an intention-based session where you're like, nope, I'm going in with these questions with the intention of coming out with the answers. And the answers still may come forward symbolically, um, but we have a conversation about that at the end if there's any confusion. So that's sort of what to expect from a mental, physical, emotional place. Um, But even with all that said, even when I give this explanation to folks, I will tell them, this could be the best nap you've ever had, or it can be really weird. (laughs) We will not know until this hour is over. So, and I think that allows God and spirit and the universe and all the energies that come together in loving ways to support you to fully do their work instead of directing them and feeling like we know best.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's, uh, to me, it's about being open, you know, we can, yeah. um, If we remain closed, there's so much that we could be missing that we are missing because I mean, for me, I've seen it in my own life. Um, I thought, you know, everything was, just, you know, if you touch it, if you see it, it's real. If you don't, then it's not. But, it, uh, I mean, it's just if you open our hearts, even just if we walk out in nature and if we shift our perception a little bit to be open just to the trees and to the plants, there's just mm-hmm. so much we can learn from them. Yes. Um, so I think it depends in our hearts and how open we are. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, so... Can anyone practice, you know, energy healing like Reiki or shamanic practices um or how does that work?
1: Yes, everybody um everybody can do energy work. You know, we are all born with an energy-based practice already within us. So, we are all born with a gift. And usually Interestingly enough, um, it will be something that you maybe feel shame around, or people have worked very hard to just tell you you're terrible at, <laughs> and and really, um, you can come into a place where uh, you then begin to realize, wait a minute, this was an asset, and and maybe I need a little bit of practice, but. I'm not as terrible as people have said, or as I think I am. So, um, everybody can learn energy healing, whether it's Reiki, Prana Shakti, there are some, uh, I don't know how to classify them. We'll say maybe like, uh, trademarked or copyrighted based energy healing practices that are really beautiful. You can go out and get your certifications, but let these energy healing practices be an enhancement of what you naturally bring to the table so i had no intention of working with reiki i thought it was hokey mumbo jumbo <laughs> when but in the same sentence i was working with crystals and telling people you know just carry this in your pocket and put this on your forehead and you'll be you know you'll, you'll have an experience and, and getting funny looks. But then when people would talk about Reiki, I was like, what do you mean? It just flows through your hands. I don't understand. Uh, I fully understand now. (laughs) (laughs) So the way that it works, generally speaking with some of these um, trademarked copyrighted practices, including Reiki, because Reiki is a system um, that is freely given, but To truly honor the practice, I always recommend that people go out and find somebody who teaches it. Um, Because, I mean, the internet is a plethora of information. There are umpteen number of books on Reiki as a modality. But until you sit in that classroom and you dedicate the time and the energy to it, uh, your, your growth level will only... it it will have a cap, you know, you'll, you'll be able to achieve a little bit through reading and learning on your own, maybe even YouTube videos, but going through the experience of a teacher mentor and going through the initiatory practices of receiving the attunements, the Reiki attunements or whatever energy healing practice you decide to do. Like, um, like I said, prana shakti is, um, sort of one of my all-encompassing favorites now. Uh whatever initiatory practice you go through, whatever you put into learning about it or aligning yourself with a energy-based practice is what you will get out of it. So if you're just like, ah, you know, no, I don't want to spend $150 on a class. I'm just going to buy this $10 book. You're going to get $10 worth of Reiki out of that book um maybe if money is the issue you can then begin to work on manifesting or saving up you know one of my um one of my reiki practices uh karuna reiki i believe it was uh cost me six hundred dollars and i saved up for six months just to take the class Because I knew I needed, I wanted, I had to be a part of that class. And I got out of it everything that I put in, not just the $600. It was all the love, the focus, the desire that it took me in those months leading up to being able to take the class. All that went into my attunement and being able to connect with that energy. And I got um, the most beautiful visuals when I connected with the energy. So usually, um, like I said, we come into this earth with a practice within us and that can be awoken by really loving situations. And unfortunately some traumatic situations, usually trauma brings forward more in the way of your gifts than you being relaxed and easy, easygoing. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. But please don't go out and intentionally traumatize yourself. Not a good idea. Um, (laughs) But so for practices like Reiki, usually you are going to an individual, you are sitting through anywhere from a four- to a 12-hour class and that doesn't necessarily have to be consecutive it might be broken up over a number of days or weeks um you can learn reiki in a weekend but to truly make it something worthwhile i i recommend taking it beyond that weekend and making it a part of your everyday life Um, I will wake up and do energy healing on headaches if I wake up with a headache. If I eat questionable food, you better believe energy healing happened on it before I ate it. (laughs) So, you know, it doesn't have to be so limited if you are searching for answers you can then begin to bring energy healing into that practice of I need help focusing or I need help clearing away all the dust and dirt that has blocked my vision so that I can see through to the truth. So usually, um, circling back to your answer, you're going to someone to have attunements or initiations passed to you. So that is to say, there are some beliefs out there with Reiki in particular that say that Reiki is already within us because it is universal life force energy. And the attunements are like the on switch. They are like the thunderbolt that comes in and gives you a power surge to be able to support yourself and others in in more meaningful ways. But there are beliefs that you already have it. Um, So I think it is appropriate to say that everybody has their own energy, their own medicine, if you will. And then you can go out and get these different initiations, attunements, certifications to enhance that. But it will always circle back to uh, that innate gift, if that makes any sense.
0: Absolutely. Yes. Um, It brings me to why I even started this podcast is to really remind everyone listening that the power to heal anything Mm -hmm. within our lives is already inside of us. Mm -hmm. And what we need is, well, firstly, to be open
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and to educate ourselves. Absolutely. Yes. I mean, I've spent the last three years doing exactly just that, um, trying to find different. I'm just curious about different ways to heal, uh, because we're always healing. You know, as long as we're breathing, there's always something to learn and something to heal from. Uh, Absolutely,
1: endless journey.
0: Endless. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Um, but what do you say to the cynical about energy healing? Because I'm sure, you know, there are, um, and I don't blame them. I was one of them. Um, oh, I was too. But yeah.
1: I love cynical people. <laughs> um, and, you know, I have to say it's probably hard to, uh, because you all have heard me talk for the last hour, it's it's hard to say it, that I say one thing to them. <laughs> but um, I try to just point out everyday examples. Everything, absolutely everything is energy. Have you ever been cussed out? How did you feel after? That's because those words have had energy. Have you ever had someone tell you they love you for the first time. How did that feel? That's energy. When you put on your power suit, in that is, you know, whatever of the boldest colors you believe you can wear, how do you feel? Energy. So when anyone wants to laugh at me for putting a rock on my forehead, I'm like, well, you're doing the same thing every time you sit in your you know, your Corvette (laughs) and you feel like the baddest person on the road. It's all energy. It's, it's all energy and can be explained by a lot of the sciences that we have now. You know, we give off an electromagnetic field and that electromagnetic field has various colors to it that can be seen by certain types of lenses on cameras. Um, And, You know, I I was thinking about this earlier today, how people kind of scoff at prayer and they're like, well, you know, you're saying you're praying for somebody. How is that supposed to help them? Well, if you don't have the financial means, but your prayer is so focused and dedicated that it opens up an opportunity for that person energetically. And it's not to say we're not giving to the power. We're not giving the power of a miracle to the person who prayed but rather to the energy that could have been that was generated to open up the perfect circumstances to where somebody else can come in maybe financially and help that person or prices drop and now that person can move forward in what they need to or you know whatever it doesn't even have to be about money um but All of this is energy. And that's just the conversation that I have with the skeptic. You know, we can take everyday examples and look at the basics of how they make us feel, how they shift our attitude. You know, another beautiful example of energy and energy work is sound. You get in a car. You start playing rock more rock music, rap music, whatever you're into that gets you all jazzed up, you're going to drive that car faster. Now, we can't say that the music grabbed the steering wheel and pushed your foot down, but we can say that it changed you. If you are experiencing heartbreak, sadness, what have you, and you turn on Phil Collins or Elton John, and you start to feel understood because that's what their voices do, it is because of energy and the energy and intention behind their songs and the vibration and the music. We are all affected by everything. And if somebody is just so caught up within themselves that they're just like, whatever, I don't believe it, the next thing I say is, okay, you're, you're free to believe that if you wish. And if it brings you joy to laugh at me and what I do and what I say, then I'm still having a positive effect on you because I love to make people laugh.
0: Wow. That's so beautiful. Um, I don't even have anything to say to that. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yes, that's um, absolutely correct. And if we, we all can react to like that to people who disagree with us imagine how beautiful that would be you know
1: absolutely no i'm still human i might walk away and grumble (laughs) but it's all a practice right like i don't i don't expect myself or anyone to be at a constant state of um sort of enlightenment but if you can catch yourself you'll grow and I've caught myself a lot of times. And uh, Carolyn Miss is a great author that I recommend everybody check out. She will tell you, you know, your energy is your energy is currency, and how much do you want to spend on? on a reaction on a person like how much do you really want to invest because you're not going to get it back so yeah
0: yeah that makes so much sense yeah i mean there are people who drain your energy just over a text message and oh yes
1: oh but don't then there's it. my favorite topic of boundaries <laughs> mm-hmm. I have had that conversation with many people and myself, you know, those people, when they, when you see them coming, you can lovingly distance yourself. You know, if they need your support constantly, maybe it's that they get, they get in two hours of that once a week and they've got to make it count (laughs) because you're not available (laughs) the rest of the week, you know, having to set office hours with people. It's a lot.
0: I'm sure. Wow. So In terms of like the healing work, does it work the same if someone is open to it and someone comes with completely closed-minded, I'm not, I don't believe this, let me just be here. Like, does it work the same way?
1: So there tends to be a bit of a delay, So, um, energy healing, the reason, the other reason that I love it is it doesn't force anybody to do anything. Uh, it will only work with those open aspects of you. But if I can find the tiniest grain of openness within your energy field, um, within your beliefs that I can insert the suggestion that you love yourself enough to just try and that you have nothing to lose. If I can earn your trust in that way through that small space, then usually the person opens up. Um, you know, I'm not out here telling anybody to stop their medications or do this or do that. I try to be as um, realistic as possible, which usually gives people like a sense of comfort and being able to open up. Um, I try to give as much science as I can. And if they are not open, like I, I get, I tend to get husbands whose wife sent them and they're like, yeah, I don't even know why I'm here. (laughs) But in those moments, I just, you know, I just chuckle and go, you know what, take it easy, take a nap. Um, And they will either, like I said earlier, either have an extremely relaxed session or there'll be a bit of a delay in what comes forward. So they'll leave the session. They'll be like, okay, that was all right. You know, nothing to write home about. And then they'll go home and they won't be as agitated or reactive. Um, They will experience clarity when it comes to seeking answers Um, when, let's say, if the situation is like an oppressive boss comes up to them and is just constantly taxing them and then they have a session with me and we've talked about things and um, we also have a conversation about ways to move forward, different ways of, of taking care of yourself moving forward. Um, if they're implementing those things, then those individuals find that in the example of the oppressive boss, they're not as triggered. So I have never been told (laughs) that nothing happens, um, but I have had delayed responses where the person at least felt relaxed and comfortable when they left, but then they realized the magnitude of that after a week of, you know, whatever their experience was in positive ways, I'll hear from them a week later and they're like, "Wow, I I was able to do so much." And and I hand that right back to them because our work together as far as energy healing practices, it's a partnership. Even if you're my stubborn partner, you know, we're still going to get a good grade on this test. <laughs> So, So, um, the open people, you sort of see more instantaneous results, the not so open people. Um, I don't need anybody to believe in unicorns, aliens, and fairies the way that I do. Uh, but if you're open to, like I said, at the very least experiencing relief, if you're open to healing, if you want to see change in your life, then we can work with that just by itself.
0: Yeah. Wow. So for people who are, you know, uh, trying to go to see an energy healer, how can they tell if someone that they're going to see is an authentic healer or you know, how, how can you identify an energy healer? Because there might be people who, you know, you don't know if it's your first time and you don't know what to expect. How can you know if they're the real deal? You know what I mean?
1: Oh, yeah. I know what you mean because I've been through it. <laughs> okay. um, and. You know, I know we've been on here for a while. I don't know if I can share yet another story because I have so many of them. Um, (laughs) Go ahead. So uh, I got my first psychic reading. I was pleased with it at the time. This was several, several years ago. And so then that kind of broke the ice for me. And I was like, wow, this world is really cool. All these people must be so friendly. And then I ended up uh at a house where um a a woman like pulled me into now I, I arrived at her home for that specific reason. I was looking for answers. Uh, she pulled me into this room. It was a white room with very little furniture. And she starts reading my palm and sort of reading my reactions and starts telling me about soulmates and this and that and trouble and dark energy around me. And I was like, oh my God. So I left feeling terrible, (laughs) um, only to find another individual, um, sort of having the same sort of countenance vibe about them where, uh, I approached her place and she pulls me into this tiny room and I was like, I don't know what the deal is with these tiny rooms, but okay. Um, and she starts looking at me and she's like, you know, you're so gifted, you're this, you're that, and, but you're cursed. And so here is where, your question comes into play. Whether you're seeing an energy healer, some sort of intuitive person, if you're seeing a a veterinarian (laughs) who treats you this way, run. So she tells me this sort of fear-based information, you're cursed, you have dark energy around you, I can see it, it's been blocking you from all of your desires. And she wasn't wrong about my desires. So that's really how she pulled me in. She used her gifts in a negative way. So she she had the gift of sight or whatever. However she was getting information about me, she was accurate. Um, and she never met me before. And so she's like, oh, giving me different various facts. And I'm like, wow, she's hitting all the notes and hitting them in key. So then... She tells me, based on what she has gathered, that I need to remove this curse. Now I'm scared, because she knew a lot about me, and apparently since that that registered in my mind as, well, if she knew that much about me, she must be right about this curse business. Even though I don't feel dark energy, I don't feel depressed, I don't feel anything, she must see something that I don't. Give, and I gave her way too much power. So that resulted in first this, uh, $10 experience I was supposed to have that this woman then transformed into a $150 experience. Um, and then from there, uh, she was like, okay, you know, takes the $150. She says, I'm going to come up with a solution for you and this energy, and we're going to get this dark energy off of you. Just, you know, uh, bathe in rose petals and honey and white vinegar and line the tub with white candles. Now I was like church girl, catholic then christian and I was like I don't know what she's asking me to do, but I don't want to be cursed anymore. So I did it. And I called her cuz I was I wasn't feeling a shift or a change. Based on her recommendation. So I was like, this, okay, maybe she has more information now because she was supposed to get more information with the $150 that I gave her. So I call her and she's like, oh, uh, I don't have the information and I, you know, I think we're going to have to dive deeper. And in order to dive deeper, I now need $500. <laughs> I was like, I don't have $500. She was like, "Well, I need it because I'm going to fold it up into a cross. I'm going to take it to my church, pray over it. And then I was like, oh, and then I'm going to get the money that was prayed over back, you know, cuz it's now been blessed." <laughs> and she was like, "No, I'll keep it." So I said, "I'm I'm I'm sorry. I don't have that." And she was like, "Well, I can't help you anymore." And she hung up on me. And wow. I thought from that point, I was like, well, surely I wasn't cursed before, but now she's gonna curse me, so I have to come back. <laughs> and I went through all these, um, anxious things. Nothing ever came of it. I'm still not cursed to this day. <laughs> so, so that's good. Um, but that's the thing. So if, if it wasn't clear, uh, it's the upsell. So when you come to me, my prices are laid out. If you say to me, and I've had clients say this to me, um, you know, I want an energy healing and I want intuitive information and have, they have booked both with me. And I'm like, please put, put that away. We can answer these questions after the session. You don't have to book a separate session, but if, you know, I want to make sure you feel, feel good leaving here. So let's just, let's lump it all together. I do believe in fair trade for a person's services. So, how do you tell that an energy healer, practitioner, or anything is what they say they are? It's going to sound real woo woo and cliche. That is something that you need to check up with within your heart at the very least and at the very end of your research. So you can go on their website, Facebook page, whatever they have, and as you're reading their information, what do you feel? What sense do you get? Do they sound like they know what they're talking about? Or does it sound like they're just trying to draw you in? Or does it sound like a weekend hobby? You know, those maybe aren't the people that you want to go to. But if you feel drawn to them in one way or another, there may be something, something that you need from them. You know, maybe it's just a a phrase, or um, you know, they help you balance your energies, and then you can do all the other heavy lifting. Whatever the case is, so you're gonna check their website, check in how you feel as you're reading their information, look at their picture, and you know, don't look at Their appearance, because anybody can fake the, the mystical look. I mean, you know, I, I wear a turban not because I want to look more mystical, but because I protect my crown chakra. But I don't, I do believe that some people think that gives me some sort of additional (laughs) <laughs> mystical something and it doesn't it, it honestly doesn't it is a practice of mine that helps me remain grounded and centered and protected and so with that sort of candidness in mind you cannot just look at somebody's photo and go oh well they look spiritual You should look at their photo and check in with yourself. That is the best thing that you can do for a job, for energy healing, for anything you engage with. Check in with yourself. Your body will tell you when something is wrong. You'll feel a resistance. And you might read that that person has 85 different certifications dating all the way back to, you know... 1963. and wow, they've been doing this that long. I should really go see them. I feel a strange resistance to it, but oh, I just I could be wrong. No, no, my friend, you are probably very right and you might want to seek out someone else. But these are the things that you're looking for, you know, reading through their information, looking at them. How do you feel when you look into the eyes of their photo? look at their, then the logistical stuff, look at their Google reviews or their Facebook reviews or um, call them. I mean, you will know beyond a shadow of a doubt when you speak to somebody, if they are not the person for you, if they've, if they're sucking their teeth every time you ask an additional question, if they're trying to upsell you on anything, well, yeah, we can, we can, we can do the energy healing, but you know, you're really, you're really going to want to get this like chakra alignment in addition, because without that, I mean, your energy healing is just not going to work as well, you know, and, and you really want to no, know, wait a minute, help me understand, if there is a reasonable explanation for why I can't get what I need, and I want to be clear about need, not want, So some people want to float off the table, (laughs) and they don't. (laughs) And they might be disappointed about that, but that's not what they needed. So being clear about what is needed, you know, you'll feel if a person can either facilitate that for you or if they can help you point you in the right direction um but so there's some lo- there's logical things that will tell you you know this isn't the healer for me i mean my website isn't the best but i've i've done what i can and my intention and love is there and i hope that people can feel that when they look at it um but i'm also open to talking you know the store's number is my cell phone and um I'm open to answering questions because I would rather you ask me 10 to 15 questions about the work. Now, not like, you know, who was I in a past life as soon as I pick up the phone, (laughs) but, but, you know, okay. I don't understand what the connection to the crystals is. Well, let me pull out my PowerPoint slide and show you, (laughs) you know, I'm happy to have that conversation you won't find me sucking my teeth or rolling my eyes. I once had a client uh, reschedule with me three or four times. Now, please don't do that. But if it needs to happen, (laughs) it can. Um, But she was a Christian. And when she came to my store, uh, we had a great conversation. And then I let her look into my healing room and I have crystals and everything everywhere. And I had a pair of uh, raven wings on the wall. And for some reason, when she looked at those raven wings, she was completely put off. And she was trying to wrestle with this part of her inside that was like, I don't understand what those are, but I don't get a good feeling from them. And so it took us having a couple conversations and I promise you I was not trying to convince her of anything other than do what she felt was right. And finally she understood that my work is beyond religion. I am not here to change anybody's religious beliefs or to impose my beliefs on anyone else. I am here to to help and if you can feel that from an energy healer or practitioner or anybody in your life, I mean, you should be checking in with yourself about the dentist you read up on. <laughs> you know, I, I um, small aside, I went to a holistic expo and I ran across a holistic dentist and I was like, well, that sounds interesting. But I just kept getting this negative vibe. But I was like, you know what? I'm gonna ignore this. Like holistic dentistry, you don't see that every day. This must be a good thing. And I gave them their, my I gave them my information. And when they called me to follow up after the fair, it was a nightmare. It was repeated calls. It was like random text alerts that I didn't sign up for. And it it was just the worst. Um, so. I should have went with my gut on that one, but because I thought it sounded interesting and I didn't follow mm-hmm. up, I didn't even Google until after the fact. Um, so this is the thing. It's it's the the logical do your research and do I even resonate with any of their practices? So you you get to see them sort of on paper, your energy healer. You get to see them on paper, but then reach out if you can't talk to them talk to a representative of theirs and if it jives well then then proceed forward but you know i had i had a woman call me and just because you call me and we talk about doing energy healing services i am never selling my services so that's another thing i might talk to you about what's possible and how i can help But I am never trying to force anybody to work with me Um, so watch for that too if there's some sort of urgency like oh you know uh, spirit told me to to text you I once got a call from India because Archangel Michael told this man to call my phone and I was like no no (laughs) my phone is on the internet no (laughs) absolutely not um, I love Archangel Michael, but I'm pretty sure he doesn't give out my telephone number to strangers to give me messages and, and energy healing through the phone, which could have been a major invasion of my energy from somebody I don't know. And mm. then, you know, so it didn't get far enough for him to ask me for money, but anyway, I thought it was hysterical. Wow. Wow. And thank God I've had the experiences that I have, the negative ones, especially for me to sort of question what was happening. Um, But just because you read on paper that somebody's services sound amazing, or you've been looking for that particular energy modality, you can't find it anywhere, but you finally find that person. You need to make sure that you resonate, that you vibrate with them On a personality level, um, on an interactive level, because that could completely corrupt your session. I once had a lady um, reach out to me, this was the story I was starting earlier, she reached out to me and in conversation I knew that I was not the right energy practitioner for her, so I referred her to two people. And Later on, she and I had a conversation where she was upset with me for not taking her appointment. And she said to me, you do so many things. You have so many services. How is it possible that you could not help me? And it was a personality conflict that we had. It was that while I could be a clear and open channel for the work, And set aside whatever personality differences that we had. At the end of the session, I couldn't, I could not clearly guide her. I couldn't, I don't even know if I could be a completely open vessel and channel of love in that moment because there was such a disconnect and a discord with our energies. So I knew I needed to give her to, um, as a matter of fact, my, uh, my mentor, Shaman Manin, and they hit it off. Great. Um, I had another gentleman who was a complete skeptic, but his wife signed him up for a session with me. And I was like, you know, I feel like he really needs to meet this person. And so I referred him out. I have no problem referring people out to other people. And that's another aspect of of a real deal energy healing person. If they have problems, referring you to other people because they feel that they are the end-all be-all, I would question that because nobody is the end-all be-all. We are all peppered all over the globe and the planet to help different people at different stages. And then those people go on to help other people. And it just is a beautiful web connection and cycle of people that become energy healers with or without the certificates. Is the beautiful ending of it all.
0: Mm. Wow. There is so much to learn from, from what you just said. Uh, (laughs) I've been around (laughs) the
1: block a couple times.
0: (laughs) So much, but you know, it, it goes a long way. uh, Trusting our intuition. Yes. In everything that we do in everything. And you touched all of them um but we should take that responsibility to do our own research um you know read about a person definitely definitely talk to them but always always go with your intuition um you know i've had many of the experiences that you've mentioned Um, (laughs) we can talk the entire day <laughs> but um yes i think that's just uh, an amazing lesson that we need to take with us uh, daily every day there's so much that our intuition tells us that we ignore and mm-hmm. we you know we suffer the consequences but <laughs> yeah. that's also good because that's we, we're learning so. we're learning We're learning, definitely. Uh, Dahlia, thank you so much. You've shared so, so much with us. Um, This has been a beautiful experience. Um, And I believe that we're all here to serve one another. And uh, you've shared so much wisdom with us. Um, How can me and my listeners serve you?
1: So when you, um, I love your question and I am very much a word person. So when I'm listening, I'm really listening. And I, when you said serve, it hit my heart in two ways. One, it was, wow. Uh, just wow, that that you or, or any of your listeners would want to support the work that I do, I was I was moved. I was like, I I mean, I just felt loved. To sum it all up, um, uh, and then when I, the second way that I heard the word serve was I was like oh no 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 it's not about we're 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 standing with each other it's not about service <laughs> so yes. so i i pulled back a little bit too but at at the end of it all when i consider your question in my heart i need help building community and you know i used to think that it was important to have a community of like-minded people and I have since learned that because the mind wants to justify and rationalize and can sort of easily be corrupted, I would love to see a community built of like-hearted individuals. One that says, you know, we've all had different experiences and different lenses that allow us to see the world in different ways. But at the end of the day, we care about one another, we want to support one another, and we want to we empower each other. So again, back to how you guys can help me, um, help me build a community. And that doesn't mean that it's built around me, but built with me if you heard something on this podcast that was meaningful to you, go out and do your research, or maybe you become an energy healer yourself and you go on to share the love and the inspiration of what this work can bring. Um, and then the community builds from there. Uh, education is important. So uh, if you're seeking educational sources, I'm always open to sharing what I know, or if I don't, there's bound to be a book or a mentor of mine or a friend who, who knows more than I do. Um, and another way that I could use help is let's normalize the conversation around holistic healing, alternative healing methods. So like I said, I'm not out here to change anybody's religious beliefs, spiritual beliefs, or anything like that. I don't even touch those when I'm doing energy healing. But if we can open up to the possibility that Western medicine doesn't have all the answers, it does have some and it it can be very supportive, but we still have work to do. Yes, maybe you need to get on antidepressants for a little while, but while those medications are supporting you, Let's talk about the foundation of why you became depressed in the first place and start working on that so that eventually you can you can move in safe ways to decrease your meds and maybe get off of them. And the same thing with anxiety and the same thing with not just the mental-emotional conflicts, but with the internal organ conflicts Um you know, heart disease is huge in America. Do you know why? Because we don't care about each other enough because we don't love each other enough. And it sounds so frilly and generic, but, but it's true. And we happen to be in a situation that attacks lungs that surround the heart on either side. And our nation is struggling to love each other through this experience It's very polarized and yet nobody can find that centered heart space enough to say, I know you believe differently than I do, but I love you still. And I can, I can be with you through this. And so let's normalize the conversation about alternative modalities and healing. And that's what will change the world. You know, no, I, you know, no, we don't need uh, to, to have labels and such. If you resonate with a modality, maybe you learn it, maybe you experience it, and you tell your friends about it. And, and not in a way to convince them, but to say, hey, you know, check this out. I think it might help when you're ready and go from there. So building community, um, let's empower each other Let's talk about healing in mental, emotional, physical, and mostly spiritual ways, so that the domino effect happens, and then uh, I I will have gotten all the help <laughs> I could get because that's my mission.
0: That is so beautiful. I yeah, I'm just gonna end it there because <laughs> you. <laughs> Yes. That was so, so beautiful. Thank you, Dahlia. Thank you so much for your time.
1: Thank you for this opportunity, today. You're doing an amazing thing, um, holding space for so many people. I'm honored to be a part of it. Thank you so much.
0: Oh my goodness. That was such a beautiful, beautiful chat I had with Dahlia. Um, I know maybe for some of you, um, what we were talking about was something new, or probably you are very familiar with energy healing, but um, for me, it's one of those things that really uh, made a, a huge impact in my spirituality, in my healing journey, and I am so just so grateful that I get to share it with you. And um, I hope it resonated with you. And if it didn't, that's absolutely okay. We're all on our different path. And, you know, we cannot all be going through the same things at the same time. And if it didn't resonate with you, that's absolutely all right. And um if it did... If you're just curious about it, I encourage you to learn more about energy healing, um, because it's just it, it makes so much um it has so much value in your well-being generally, in your physical, in your mental. And you know, as Dahlia said, we're all energy, definitely like Everything around us is energy, we are energy and when we're not aligned to the right frequency or when our energy is blocked, our chakra is blocked, that's when things just start to fall out of alignment and we'll experience things that are not for our highest good. So it's just very important and it makes an amazing difference. So. Again, uh, Dahlia has said it perfectly, but, um, you know, if if this resonated with you, please go ahead and share it with anybody that you think can benefit from this. If you have any questions, definitely let me know. Write it on the comments or you can send me an email um, on my Instagram or on my website. I would love to hear from you. Uh, definitely write me a review and stay in touch with me. I would love, love to hear it from you. So thank you, beautiful souls. Until next time, be safe, stay blessed.